Hello and welcome to the Headache Doctor podcast. I'm Dr. Taves and I'm joined by Dr. Storsbach. And today we're going to talk about eye strain. This is actually a two-part series, which is exciting. This is the first time we've done this. And we're going to talk about the eyes and different aspects of our visual system and how that can play into headaches and migraines. Uh, and, and this episode specifically is going to be on eye strain. So we're going to talk about the common problem, which is known as convergence insufficiency. And just like what we do with the head and neck, we, we treat this common problem of a restriction in the upper part of the neck. Convergence insufficiency is a common problem that can be overlooked, but can have an impact uh, on headaches. So what is it? Who gets it? How they get it? Uh, what nerves and muscles are impaired to cause this problem. So kind of what the underlying uh, cause uh, of this is and then how it relates to headaches um, and then how we in the clinic would uh, kind of assess and treat it. So this is going to be all encompassing. If you, uh, you will understand what convergence insufficiency is and then you'll know what to do about it by the end of this episode. So uh, Dr. Storsbach, let's first talk about what is it. Go ahead and explain um, what convergence insufficiency is. So that's when the superior oblique muscle of the eye doesn't work properly. Um, what that muscle does is helps us look down and in or converge on something close to our face. So symptoms of this kind of include that eye, include that like eye strain, fatigue, uncomfortable eyes, um, headaches is definitely correlated with this. Um, difficulty reading. Specifically, sometimes people will say words seem to float on the page or you might lose your place um, easily when you're reading, um, which might cause you to avoid reading altogether, especially in kids. Um, it can create like a double vision effect. Um, people have difficulty concentrating. You might notice you're squinting, rubbing, or closing one eye a lot when you're reading. Um, and one thing we notice as PTs a lot is um, people will tilt their head just ever so slightly um, to help one eye work more than the other and decrease that double vision effect. Yeah, so when we think about vision and how our eyes should coordinate and move, there that that coordination, the eye movement is typically overlooked. So we have uh, a lot of people that wear glasses are doing that because of visual acuity issues. And so as the light enters our eye, uh, we're having to sort of reflect or change the angle of that light entering our eye. Well, this is different. This is actually looking at how our eyes should be moving. And if there's extra stress because this specific muscle, this superior oblique um, in one eye is maybe not working as hard or over working too hard. And so when we try to converge or focus on an object that's close to our face, like a cell phone, uh, that can add stress and strain. So who who gets convergence insufficiency? So what's interesting is about one out of 12 people actually have um, uh, impaired binocular vision and convergence insufficiency is one of the most common things within that. Um, that's about over 8% of the population, so it's quite common. Um, and it can happen absolutely even at birth um, in children, which is then diagnosed earlier in life. But a lot of adults will get this after like a traumatic brain injury or concussion. Yeah, so there, there's sort of a wide range of people that could get this. Uh, Jacqueline, you were, you were actually telling me about um, Dr. Watt's story. And he's, uh, he's an optometrist here in Colorado Springs. And he actually has dedicated his career, his clinic, 
Uh, his passion is helping people with convergence insufficiency and taking them through a vision rehab process. So tell us what he told you. Yeah, so I got to go um, shadow him for almost a half a day the other day, and um, he has built a fantastic clinic. Uh, what was interesting about his story is he went through med school and then started to specialize in optometry. And not until that part of his schooling did he even realize that he had convergence insufficiency since he was a kid. He was saying that he absolutely hated to read. Somehow had gotten through med school, he said, without ever reading a book, which is just phenomenal to me. He had figured out other ways to learn. And um, that's actually what like sparked his passion. And now he treats um, these people all day, every day, and they do a fantastic job there with their vision rehab and getting people, you know, back on the right track. And it's such a cool thing to pair with what we do because, you know, we can assess the head and neck and the movement and they can kind of do that neurological input from the eyes. Yeah. Working with Dr. Watt has been a great partnership. Uh, and those are the types of things we look for here at Novera is what other specialties can really add value um, to the patient. Because mm -hmm. what we do is a, is a piece and it's a big piece and it's a piece that's overlooked. But what else might be overlooked for those uh, patients that are challenging um, and maybe don't find the progress that we're expecting. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Watt does a good job of filling that gap. Mm -hmm. Now let's look at sort of what what are the what's the physiology or the anatomy what what's going on to cause this um this superior oblique muscle to to not function the way it should yeah what's happening there yeah so let's kind of jump to actually what's feeding our eyes um we need to kind of go all the way back to what cranial nerves are those you know emerge directly from our brain and brainstem and carrying information to the brain um and also to the head and neck so their main responsibilities are like smell, vision, hearing, movement of the eyes, um, and facial muscles, along with that sensation to the face. Um, so in relationship specifically to what we're talking about and to headache and facial pain, we'll really focus on just like cranial nerve number four and five. Um, number four is also called the trochlear nerve. So this is the one, its only job is to control the superior oblique muscle, this one that's um, in charge of this convergence. So it's actually an injury to this that causes this problem. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about like the muscles of the eye and, and sort of break down the anatomy of the eye. The eye is actually really fascinating. So there's uh, six different eye muscles, four of them sort of work uh, in this front to back to, to allow us to rotate side to side, look up and down. And then we have two, um, the inferior and the superior oblique that are on this oblique plane. So they kind of cause our eyes to rotate in a sense. The superior oblique is really interesting because it kind of loops around this ligament and then attaches into the eyeball and it causes the eye to kind of dip down and in. And if you have headaches or migraines, you've probably experienced pain in the upper inside corner of your eye. So just below your eyebrow, it's very, very common for patients to kind of push in this area. And what you're actually pushing on is your superior oblique. That's that little muscle that runs through that ligament and then attaches into the eye. And, and putting pressure on that can be helpful, one, because it sort of desensitizes the area. The, the pressure that your brain is experiencing from your thumb or your finger is actually a, a stronger sensation. So it drowns out the pain signal. But that little muscle can also have like a trigger point just like any other muscle in our body would because it's stressed out, it's overworked. And so especially if you have that pain just below the eyebrow in the inner portion 
uh, below that eyebrow bone, that can be an indicator that the superior oblique is an issue. Now let's dig further into how this relates to someone that might have migraines. Uh, we have a study here from 2017. Dr. Storzbach, take us through what that study found. Well, yeah, it was really interesting because um, it basically stated convergence insufficiency could actually develop because of a migraine. So um, with in patients you know, with this persistent eye fatigue that also have migraines, the thought is actually the migraine came first and then caused this problem. So it was exciting to me because in theory then, you know, especially for those adults, if you're not born with this, if we can actually you know, treat um, the migraine, then we can prevent this from happening. Yeah, yeah. So let's, let's talk about if someone comes to us with headaches or migraines, or you just sitting at home, you can, you can actually evaluate if you have convergence insufficiency uh, relatively well. But what we do in the clinic is, well, one, I, I, I always look for indicators that the eyes are a problem. So eye strain might be an issue if headaches or migraines are triggered by um, looking at objects that are close to your face. So like phones and computers are two of the big ones, but even like newspapers or reading a book, sometimes those are really challenging for patients. Mm -hmm. And so if those increase or trigger the symptoms that you have, that's an indicator your eyes might be part of it. Also pain behind the eyes or in that superior oblique where I, that I just talked about in that area, um, if there's pain around the eyes, I wanna make sure that the eyes are working the way they should. And so what we do in the clinic is we'll actually uh, have the patient stare at an object like the end of a pen and they'll follow that object as we approach kind of the bridge of their nose. So it's almost like we're, we're trying to get them to go cross-eyed, mm -hmm. if, if you can picture that. And as they, as that object gets closer, we're looking at how their eyes are converging. And sometimes we'll see that one of their eyes will kind of fatigue. And when, when it fatigues, they'll see double. And then we want to know when they see double. And there's actually indicators of if that's within normal range or not. What are those, what, what's normal range for that test? So normal range um, is anything under three inches. And some studies even say like up to an inch, it would be optimal. Um, yeah. So you have to come all the way up to an inch within the bridge of your nose and still only then do you start to see double. Yeah, which, it, I mean, that's that's really close to your face. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's actually, in a lot of patients we see, and I think this is a very common problem because a lot of patients fail this test. Mm -hmm. um, and so our approach at Novera is we work on the neck. And as Dr. Storzbach said, if they originally have migraines, especially as adults, like can we correct this added stress on the eyes by treating the neck so that it actually decreases the, the amount of load or stress through their visual system, um, then correcting the convergence insufficiency. If, if we can't, then we send them off to uh, providers like Dr. Watt who can take them through a program specific to get their eyes um, to move and converge the way they should. Mm -hmm. Now there are a few things that we can do as physical therapists to help solve this problem. And just like I said earlier, the superior oblique is a muscle. So with any muscle, we want to improve its function. Oftentimes muscles that are overworked or overworked or stressed out will have what are called trigger points. And these trigger points are kind of like fibers of the muscle that are balled up, they limit blood flow. And they actually artificially kind of weaken the muscle. So if there's 100 fibers and 20 of those are balled up in this trigger point, then there, it's only 80% of the muscle that's going to be functioning. And so if that superior oblique has a trigger point, if we apply 
pressure to that trigger point, it can relax and restore blood flow. And that can be something that's therapeutic for that eye muscle. And that's something I'll do every now and then just to sort of calm down that system. Uh, the other thing that we do commonly is sort of a neural tension technique. So our nervous system can actually, uh, we can see increased tension. So our musculoskeletal system, meaning muscles, uh, tendons, joints, so that, that system can be stressed, but our nervous system is communicating from our brain to those muscles what to do. And our nerves should actually glide and move throughout our body uh, in a way that allows them to move with all these daily tasks that we're doing. And if those nerves aren't moving, then we can have increased stress just from the nerves themselves. And sometimes this happens when it comes to the superior oblique. So we'll, we'll do things like tuck the patient's chin while we're putting a little bit of pressure through their eye. And that can actually calm down the uh, superior oblique muscle. The other thing that we do is work on the neck. So we're trying to restore mobility to the upper part of the neck. So when we talk about rotation or side bending or nodding, those movements are key to allow um, these other systems to function the way they should. So if you're, so let's imagine the upper part of your neck is restricted and it's causing your head to rest with sort of a right or a left tilt. So if you're walking through life, going through life, and your head has a little bit of a left tilt, well, your brain wants to receive your visual input and know that it's on the correct horizontal plane. And so what that does is it causes your eyes to have a little bit of increased stress. And that actually goes, plays into what the superior oblique is needing to do. And the superior oblique muscle will actually have more required of it um, because of a head tilt or things like that. So it's this chicken or, or the egg effect. Is the neck affecting vision? Is the vision affecting the neck? Because if you start out with the convergence insufficiency, we see patients that will have a head tilt just because um, their eyes are not coordinating the way they should. Here's another practical application, something that you guys at home can do. So with this pandemic, we've all kind of been uh, on our phones, on our computers a little bit more. There's actually a, a study that showed um, we were on our cell phones about a half an hour or more every day. And, and so that half hour can play into the amount of strain and stress that's placed through our, our visual system. But uh, it's called the 20-20-20 rule. So what I want you to do is every 20 minutes, find an object that's about 20 feet away and stare at it for 20 seconds. And what this will allow you to do is it'll take stress off of this convergence that might be sort of inefficient or impaired and allow your eyes to focus on an object that's a little bit further away. And if you do that every 20 minutes, um, that should keep the, the stress level of your eyes down. Uh, and that's something anyone can do. You know, you just got to remind yourself you want to set a timer every 20 minutes, you know, for 20 seconds, find that object that's 20 feet away. So it's a 20, 20, 20 rule. And then if you're someone uh, that is a, a parent that has a kiddo that's struggling to read or has been getting headaches, uh, or if you're try trying to find the right uh, set of glasses because they keep having this pain behind their eyes or they're fatigued, I would suggest you look for an optometrist that specializes in vision therapy um, or even reach out to us and we can kind of help navigate that with you. We do like to look up providers in other areas and sort of uh, help um, peep our patients navigate this healthcare system wherever they're at. So we work with people all over. Um, and Dr. Storzbach, you, you kind of had a situation uh, today, actually, where you mm -hmm. able to help someone tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, I had a patient today that um, has struggled with migraines for decades um, and tried all the things. Um, and 
into the conversation, I started to realize that she was actually like squinting her eyes quite a bit. And I, and then I just said, are you having some eye strain? It was a virtual eval. So she was looking at her computer kind of close up and she was like, well, yeah, you know, I've always had this strabismus in my right eye and I basically just use my left eye for everything. And I used to wear glasses, but I hate to wear glasses. So in high school, I took them off. I like never put them on again. And, uh, and I just said, well, that's really interesting. You know, we should do this convergence test. And we did the test with her and her convergence was very impaired about at least eight inches or more away from her face. Things start to go, to, started to go double. So immediately I said, you know, I think you're a perfect candidate um, for this potential therapy. She was all the way out in New Hampshire. Um, so I looked up uh, providers in her area. I found a great vision therapy place. Um, I emailed it to her and I, I think for part of her recovery, that's gonna be crucial. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. So a few takeaways before we end this one, and you guys can pick up at our next podcast, which will be part two of this sort of visual series that we're doing. But um, a few takeaways. So convergence insufficiency is the problem. That is basically a muscle in the eye that controls the eyeball movements uh, is sort of stressed. And that stress can lead to headaches. It's connected to migraines. Migraine sufferers uh, oftentimes have this problem. If you have pain behind the eyes, it's definitely something to look into. And do the test where you hold a pen, you look at the back of the pen, you bring it towards your head and make note of when that goes double. So you can actually test yourself and know, okay, Am I, am I within that three inches range uh, or maybe even an inch if you want to push for uh, Excel in, in this test? And then after that, I want you to think 20-20-20 rule. So find every 20 minutes, find an object 20 feet away and stare at it for 20 seconds. Um, and then reach out to us if this is truly something that you want to get fixed and we'll help guide you through this. Thanks again for listening to the Headache Doctor podcast. Uh, I'm Dr. Taves. And I'm Dr. Storzbach. And uh, it's our mission to empower everyone with headaches and migraines to break free from a life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything you do.